0: Okay, we're here with Max eriks Lemberger. Did I say it right?
1: Correct. Yes.
0: Awesome. Uh, he knows. The beginning of every episode, we dedicate it. So, what would the what would you like to dedicate the episode to?
1: I'd like to dedicate it to all the creatives that are just trying to find another way. It's it's just amazing um, the way this COVID thing sort of knocked everybody's game plan off, and you, you know, people are trying now to find their way back, and I just really admire that. Wonderful,
0: I like that, I like that. To all the creative people who are not giving up. All right, we're back. Uh, another episode of the St. Paul Filmcast. I'm Nick. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to see what it looked like, I, I'm on YouTube. Uh, Kyle and Nick on film. So Kyle, Gothi and I, we pick a movie and we're up uh, new episodes once a week. So check it out. Um, if you're interested in and get a chance to see what it looked like. Uh, with me today is Max Eric Lemberger. Yes. Yes. Max, I think you're kind of much like me. My mom said I was gonna be a late bloomer to what I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> You're gonna take your that's, time. Yeah. I,
1: I think that's pretty close, yeah. uh, in in my case.
0: It took me took me about age forty three to get my first comic book out when I wanted to do when I was Is twelve. Right? Oh okay. yeah. My well, mom was like uh, Yeah. When yeah. I was
1: when I was forty one I discovered I should have been an electrician rather than the failed white collar guy I, I was. <laughs> and then it took me until my late sixties to um, get this thing going. Finally,
0: actually, do in the late '60s, starting your acting uh, in right. Although, career.
1: Uh, you know, according, uh, you know, I tell this this story only because it's true, so it's easy to keep telling. Um, <laughs> right. Th- uh, this this thing started out for me in 1959 when I was nine years old. I went to see um, Steve Reeves in Hercules. Oh, I remember that. And uh, I. I said, that's who I want to, I want to be that, I want to do that. That's the guy I want to be. Now, in the 1950s, for a Catholic boy, that is, oh, no, that's they're <laughs> why they're practically nude, and, and yeah. they, you have to go lift weights and be with all those, you know, and so that that was just completely squashed as far as an idea. I think, he, so
0: was, and you mentioned that he was the inspiration for Arnold. Was,
1: yes, if you look at it, anybody who's around my age, um, whether it's Sylvester Stallone, Arnold, um, Jean-Claude <laughs> Van Damme yeah. um, uh, any of those guys were all um, motivated by Steve It's almost I
0: think Arnold's one of his first full feature movies was Hercules in New York. Right. 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 Uh, a,
1: a true classic. Uh, we well, yeah, asking they, about Yeah, and his yeah, his lines were 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 dubbed. Um, and he is one of my heroes. I I've said about him he moved weight training from the back corners of grungy places where you didn't want to go into yeah. the mainstream. And uh, when I was growing up, they didn't want us lifting weights. Um, Because they thought that would make you muscle-bound and it would wreck your athletic career. And I was such a puny little guy, I was determined to get into the gym. So I started out lifting weights in one of those ugly places.
0: Well, just to validate your point, because in 1968, Frank Sinatra did the movie The Detective. Mm -hmm. It just so happened that he had to go to a gym, which is almost a repute they almost like slander it of yeah. people going to the gym in 1960 like you have nothing else better yeah. to do well or yeah. there's those kinds of
1: right people, yeah, yeah. The, those kinds of people and you don't know who they are but
0: but they're It was them. almost like it was it was yeah unsanitary dark and it, well it wasn't really me, presented the, yeah.
1: the gym the the weight room at the ymca in milwaukee then it, it was all those things yeah but i i kind of started out there um and then, yeah, roll the can. You know, roll the tape forward. A long, long time later, I'm I'm in my late 60s. Um, all of the people who said, "Well, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that." They're they dead. They're gone. <laughs> so those those voices that are holding you back. Oh, the, the people that got really, to really? do. You want to do that? You wanna do that? <laughs> Don't you want to do something important? Don't you want to do? Yeah. And then. Then I have that that other realization. That also, by this age, you know your friends are not dying in automobile accidents anymore. They're starting to die in natural causes, and you, you know oh, you're right. losing friends, and, and you start to realize, well, well, holy smokes, you know, clock's running. Um, you, you want to do this thing? You better do it. Yeah, get on with it. Now, my aspiration as an actor is all I want to do is be in an epic movie where I get to wear armor. <laughs> And now, I don't know if they're making very many of those movies now. The sword,
0: yeah, when, they, when you were a kid, sword, the sword and sandals sword and sandals pl- sandals. It was, it was almost like a you know, requirement. Yeah. You ever, I mean, Tony Curtis had to do one. Paul Newman right. had to do one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were, yeah, yeah, the requirement of the day. Um, so... Um, Which is, I, as, as a kid, I don't mean as a as when you were growing up, you got hit with sword and sandals and westerns. Westerns, right, yeah. And Even on TV. Westerns, oh, and, and
1: and westerns, I mean, now my my... I don't want to get too far away. My main man, Steve McQueen, in "Wanted: Dead or Alive." That was my my western show, and then Paladin with Richard. Oh,
0: Green. gosh, Yes, he's awesome. I haven't seen that for years. Oh,
1: you know, if you get me TV, yeah, it's on me TV once in a while. Okay. So "Wanted: Dead or Alive" uh, still is to see. Yeah, Steve McQueen as a young man when he didn't really have his acting chops yet. No. <laughs> well, anyway, so yeah. Now I I so i was 68 years old and i said well i got to do this and so i researched how how would i get to be an extra in a movie and i they said you know they they said well you got to have um some pictures a portfolio You're right. you right got to have that yeah so um i um looked around in the in the phone book and, and they also said oh if you had an agent that would be really good too. So I, I won't name them, but I went to the biggest agency in town, looked up their thing, and they had a preferred photographer. I sent email to that photographer that I just wanted to get some basic stuff done. Never heard back. Second one on the list was a a woman by the name of uh, Liz Hauk. Um, yeah. And um, I I went and had pictures taken with her, and she said to me, "You know, you got." kind of a unique look I'm, I'm just getting ready to start a modeling agency would would you like to be you know a model in the agency? <laughs> Well, of course. Yeah. Why, well, you know, why? I'm already here. <laughs> why, wouldn't, why wouldn't I want to do
0: that? It reminds me of, uh, it reminds me of the story that my dad used to say is, you know, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, eventually you get a haircut. Yeah. You know, you hang around with photographers long enough, eventually you're just going to get a, a modeling.
1: Yeah. Well, now, uh, <laughs> well, you, you go to
0: the, what I'm saying is you go to the right spot. Go
1: to the, go to the right spot. Yeah. But uh, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today if the first email had been answered. Because I just, I, I just would weird. have had the pictures, and they. Um, I've subsequently submitted to that agency a few times, and I never hear back from them. So, um, uh, there, there is, there's just no substitute for sometimes being lucky
0: and, you
1: know, lucky being at the right place in the right time.
0: It wouldn't, the the luck would not, you had to start it. Oh, right, right, yeah. It's not gonna come. Well, that that was
1: the thing is I just said, I have no idea how to do this. And so that's that old positive motivation thing. You just take one little step, you know, and then maybe you can figure out what the next one is and and what the next one is. Now, um, I haven't done a lot of modeling work because, and here we go, There's a terrible amount of uh, discrimination uh, across industry for using older actors and older, or not older actors, older models. Uh, men and in, women. Yeah. yeah, in fashion um, especially. Uh, I'm 70 years old, uh, and except for um, um, celebrities, you don't see 70-year-old men getting you know, put into many fashion lines and uh, things yeah, like yeah. that. Um, and it's it's just the way the industry is is that it's just youth obsessed uh, that way. But it is a lot of fun to get your picture taken and do these these photo shoots. And uh, I I think uh, if you if you have a bad self image, if you go to a really good photographer and you see yourself. Through through them, especially with a lot of post
0: production work, um, you know. You, but they like to say you got to get comfortable to what you look like.
1: Yeah, you, you, you know. You but they can help you when you look at it. And you go, oh man, I didn't. Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when your it's own red. when your when your own wife yeah, that's you <laughs> says, yeah, says that looks yeah. that looks really good. So, you know, I had some good. I've, I've you know had a few um, commercial gigs, but again. It, in the commercial field, the idea on their part is they want to put you in a box, um, and as many different boxes as they can, um, because yeah. that's how they go about casting. So um, the, one of the first agencies besides uh, Liz that I got, uh, they you know brought me in and they said, look, you got to understand, um, they're looking for a look. And if you have that look, you get the gig. Right. Um you know, and if if you don't you don't. It's it's just that simple. And in my case, um I, I'm I'm in the box with uh sixty five year old guys. So, you know, the casting call
0: comes down, round up all the old guys. <laughs> and it you, sounds weird now. He's like that one yeah, that is me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. But I you know,
1: I have had a few things, um, and it was about a year ago or so, a little over a year ago or so. Um somebody and i can't even remember the name of the director they were just looking for an on some on-set extras and it was a science movie and so you know i i sent him a a little note. i said hey got it you got to have an old guy come on
0: there's always an old (laughs) sign there's
1: always an old guy in a white jacket there and they said sure come on over um and uh, it was a very high value production film still hasn't been released yet yeah but um, the opportunity to sit on a set and see how the process unfolds, you know, was sort of like, yeah, I, I get this, I I, yeah. I I could do this. I think yeah. it's
0: very important. You mentioned that, and many other of my guests has mentioned it. You have to get on a film set. You can go yeah. to school and learn about it, but yeah. getting on a film set is the biggest instrument to see how it. Oh, ends.
1: and you know, yeah. a- acting is is the same way. I've I haven't really had any formal acting training. Um, and uh, one of my, my, my improv teacher um, one time had said, uh, you know, where, where did you get your acting training? I said, well, I didn't really. And then I thought about it for a minute. I said, well, you know what? Now, I was in the white-collar world for a long time. And I had to act enthusiastic about the most harebrained ideas you've, you've ever heard. Right. I had to pretend to like people that I despised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had in fact I was so good at it I won the keep your job contest like two or three years you know you in a row um, so uh, you know what I say? you know what if you've been in the white collar world in, in one of the, you have done a lot of acting you, you just called yeah. it something else
0: yeah, right i um, think yeah yeah it's, it's surprising uh, that people are like I haven't done any well you, you know pretending to get that gift that you didn't really want. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> you know we've we've oh. all we've all done a lot of acting and so um, but it was, yeah, it was just very helpful to do that. And then I kind of stumbled into uh, one of those websites where will hang around and where the, uh, the student film mm-hmm. stuff is. So, um, uh, yeah, I've been in, in a half a dozen student films just small roles which is perfect uh, you know it's right. all all you really want or just, you're
0: you are know. right especially if you're unfamiliar with something as it's, it's comfortable just doing that yeah then, and, then you do
1: uh, you know yeah. they aren't they aren't asking you to do extremely complex characters and you're generally not shooting out of sequence so you don't have to worry about where you are in the character arc you know all those things that if you were going to go take the you know the hollywood training act you'd be working on things uh that you couldn't and i'm i'm just a big believer in just go do it uh and you'll yep. learn how to do it um i'm a reasonably accomplished handyman uh and people say well your dad taught uh, no it didn't happen that way i didn't start till i was in my my
0: 40s that reminds me i got a squeaky
1: door up oh okay. out there. yeah i got some i got tools outside <laughs> <laughs>
0: since you're here I'm yeah. good yeah. yeah I'm good <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: help you submit my outrageous <laughs> <laughs> please um, but you know, you can watch HGTV all you want. You can buy all the magazines, but you're only going to learn it by just doing it. And, right. um, you know, all I've said about being a handyman is that a uh, handyman is just someone who screwed up enough times that they finally figured it out.
0: We, we, uh, we knew that. And I used to be a football referee. Oh, okay. And I did it for 20 years. I'm retired um, and the joke was, we, why do you continue to referee? It's so we forget how awful we were at the last game. <laughs> so we have something to look forward to. <laughs> That's a good one. Like. So why but do you it, keep doing it? Yeah, well, it just, to move beyond the major mistake I did in front in of 30,000 people. In, in front yeah. of the other one. So yeah.
1: so the acting thing has been uh, kind of a surprise. Um I had, you know, if I'd have followed my original thing in college, I, I wanted to be a documentary filmmaker, but I didn't, I don't know why I wanted
0: to do that. That is so dangerous. I mean, and that's not dangerous, but it's so lucky you have to get, I mean, cause oh. you can't like, that was a good, can you rehearse that? Can you do that again? Yeah. yeah. No, you gotta, yeah. You gotta you're, take what it is you, in front you of you. You gotta, you got take what it is. And I remember I'm going
1: back so far that the film class you used film so, you know, you didn't get really good camera type experience i've I've told oh. the kids at those technical colleges and things how fortunate they are because the tools are so much easier to use yeah. that you can really put out a you know a- co- you know pretty good quality. I remember uh, w-
0: uh, William Freakin before he did like Exorcist and French Connection. He was a very accomplished film documentary filmmaker, mm. and he's like, "You don't know how many times that we had a really good thing happen." And the film jammed.
1: Yeah, film jammed, and (laughs) it's um, like
0: all the frustrating tools that. It's amazing just to have a film that's done, finished, that you can be.
1: uh, Yeah. So you know, I I didn't do that. I never thought of of acting again because of the same voices that tell you what you shouldn't be. You shouldn't do that. Um, you know that that would be a terrible thing to do. And I I found that I I really like it. I'm in really kind of enjoying
0: um, this. Part of the journey right now and you're just getting i mean you're pretty green at it still. oh right yeah, yeah.
1: Um, um i don't um you know when people talk about well you know should you get paid or everybody should get paid and what i say is you know in the modeling thing i'm good enough to be paid in fact i have been paid um i did it's a weird thing to put on your taxes professional model isn't it? Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and well what i what my measure of of that is uh I wanna do one job where I get more than $600 so that they have to give you a
0: 1099. And then yeah. at that point, there you go. You're, you're, you're real. <laughs> My, uh, I don't want to name her name because I, she probably doesn't. Um, but I had a friend in college. She was specifically a hand model. For some reason, her hands okay, were yeah. meticulously beautiful. And it was like the late '90s where there was a lot of you know holding a cup or another thing. But she, we always had, when when we do this, when we do that, go out and play. She goes, I really can't do anything can't. physical with my hands. I can't get a callus. I can't get nothing. Oh yeah, because or I have to constantly you know because I'm a hand. I always have to make sure I can't you know do sports. I can't play around and um and she was she she wanted she couldn't do sculpture class cuz she was an art right. she was an art student with me she mm. couldn't do the sculpture class cuz she's like if i get my hands if i nick a nail i'm done yeah. i don't have a job anymore mm. but you know if attractive mm. good looking hands yeah well okay <laughs> <laughs> next <laughs> now now
1: in, in 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 my case um well the thing with 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 the movie stuff is yeah, you know, I I'm, I think I've done a pretty good job on on some things. I I did um, an industrial training video. I've worked for this woman three times, um, where I do get paid. Um, and the character uh, there is a um, kind of a surly old maintenance guy. That that guy.
0: I I used to work in a factory. Yeah. There's always one. Oh well, and, and, and when, partner, yeah. when she
1: sent this this script to me. Um, said so do you think you could do this because this included um, a thing that was about a minute and a half rant where I'm just kind of losing it with one of the guys because I'm not I'm not getting along I said, oh I know this guy I worked with this guy 50 years ago in the factory he was the machinist at the factory that I worked in and so you know another one of those life things is that that you never know where something from your life is going to be useful in in this arena.
0: I, um, if, if I could share with you, because the sequel to the comic book I just made, um, I, I wrote my, my first ever comic book, The Green Way. I finished it, yeah. it's all done. And just because I had really nothing else, you know, I've had other projects, I wrote a sequel to it, and it's called The Factory. Just because <laughs> it wasn't intentionally supposed to be, it was just like I wanted to write something because I've been, I worked in a factory for over 10 years. Okay. Yeah. And I just wanted to, I just, it's still fresh in my mind, the routines, the simple the same radio everybody likes the routine in the factory you sit in the assembly line it's the same thing and some people actually loved it i met people that enjoyed it to me it ate my brain yeah. it,
1: just... <laughs> it is oh i know i i did i did three summers in a factory um Right after high school, yeah, and the one I
0: worked in, it was always ten degrees warmer than the natural temperature outside. So if it was eighty degrees outside, it was going to be ninety in the factory. Yeah, we didn't have
1: air conditioning in the factory that I was in, so it got really hot, and we were doing ten hour days. So you,
0: you, that's really weird, because you worked blue collar and white collar. So you worked what my dad would say, the blue collar man takes a shower after work, the white collar man takes a shower before work.
1: Oh, I like that. That's (laughs) good. Depends on
0: when you take your shower during the day.
1: I. uh, Uh, I, I I did do that. I I worked as I worked as an island hop in a gas station. You never see those anymore. The kid who went out and filled your tank, washed your window, checked your oil.
0: This is really freaky, Max, because I used to do self serve. Yeah. Okay. So when yeah. I was in high school, and I worked at the mom and pop gas station, we have self serve, sure. but we had really high octane, so we had like ninety eight or ninety nine. So the old muscle cars would show sure. up, yeah. and then. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a teenager in the ni- early '90s, and this '57 Chevy pulls up, and then the guys in the shop go, "Go find the gas cap, <laughs> go find the gas cap on that." And so I went out there, like, and they're all rolling because I couldn't find the where the right. it's where in the tail fin on the '57 tail- Chevy. Come on, I, I didn't know, and they're like, "You're an idiot," and I was like, oh, "I didn't know." I'm looking around. The guy who runs who owns the car is having a ball. <laughs> it's yeah. like you had to flip the taillights. Like I have never seen that before. Well,
1: and you know the other thing I've I've told people you know the factory experience was was really great. It was terrific for this role because I you know I knew exactly who this this guy was and how yeah. to play him. Um, but uh, I've, I've told people you know if you think there's politics in an office, you go out to the factory floor, and boy, there's there's territory, there's ritual, there's there's thing you don't there's... cross those those things, and you better. Better know where you're going.
0: <laughs> There's a certain level of stay in your lane, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there. are yeah, really, yeah. really. Worry is. about your own job. And,
1: yeah, worry about your own job and don't mess with me. And, um but yeah, yeah <laughs> a little of both. Now yeah. the contrast being that if you would see my Instagram portfolio, that you know I'm careful. Yeah, we'll put the link up. For yeah, people carefully too. cultivating for you know modeling work. It's all this really nice stuff. What do I get cast in? In the movies, eccentric old guy, <laughs> you know. There always my, isn't. my my first one that I really enjoyed doing. It was just a really short uh, uh, thing. Is I'm a um, homeless, caffeine crazed, um, guy who's a patron at this coffee shop, um, you know. And the the scene starts out with me coming to the door and it's still locked, you know. <laughs>
0: And I like the, the little twist that he's very particular in his coffee although he's homeless he wants the right one right yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Some, something something
0: <laughs> like that um, we gotta take a short break um, and uh, we'll take a couple minutes and we'll be back uh, more with Max Eric Lemberger get ready for the new sitcom Forza Crown everything was coming up roses for Bradley and Cameron until I could just lie here with you forever I think we should see other people and as if that wasn't tragic enough the rent is going up higher than annual passes at Disney World but they have a plan turning this place into a brothel you a roommate, enter Allison and Dylan, like your endless sexual escapades, whole new men into home office. Join these 30 somethings as they face the challenges of balancing careers and dating after 29. Coming soon to a podcatcher near you. Right, we're back with um, Max Eric, and we're just talking about, you know, the, sh- and we're talking about just seeing stuff new. You mentioned, yeah. uh, you know, it had to be when you are a kid and saw King Kong for the first time, uh, being a kid and see that, and then the impressiveness of... When you saw Star Wars, and you're like, I have never seen anything like that before, and it's yeah, still and the shock. We were still kind of in the shockwave of well, it. Well,
1: and then, then you know, yeah. the realization that so from the time I was 27 until now, there has always been a Star Wars movies in release, in production. It was, you know, it's yeah. it's just become a whole part of our our fabric that didn't exist before you know my late 20s yeah uh, you know and now it's it's what, always there
0: uh, and it's it's I, my favorite art critic was Robert Hughes anyways his favorite book is the shock of the new we're always looking for what is right. new which coincides it contradicts what movie producers always because they ask what would you like to see and people always refer to what they've already seen they can't right. can't tell yeah. you what they've never seen before right so yeah, all I, the I, test I, things <laughs> like what would you like to see well I want to see this. Well, nobody mentioned they want to ever see Star Wars because they never seen it's, it's, it.
1: Yeah, they've, they've, yeah, yeah, they've never seen it. They don't know
0: what they, they don't know what they want when they don't. Right, yeah, yeah. So then, when Star Wars came, what's the next thing? They, what, what's more do you want to see? I want to see more, 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 <laughs> more Star Wars. Yeah. So Star we keep, War. we keep going. Um, yeah. Which is yeah, funny because Ridley really Scott, how he got Alien made, mm-hmm. he just sat in the boardroom and said, because they had, he had a script and had this whole promo and all oh, what's going to look like and the monster and everything. And he goes, well, what's it? What's it going to be? And he goes, ah, Jaws and Star Wars. Yeah, goes, There you go. Okay. There, yeah,
1: there, there you go. Oh, now there's there's another movie that Yeah, uh, can't sleep. Couldn't sleep after I saw that. Never seen it on the big screen. I'm so easily terrified, <laughs> you know. It's the, a fascinating um, horror
0: movie because, Alien, because I don't think that's something so new. Yeah. Then even film credencing never put it in their top and, 10 or anything.
1: Yeah, and, you know, when, when you think about it, that's not really science fiction. It's horror. Um, well, know, it's American Gothic horror. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's horror, and it, you know it scared the heck out of me because you're always going shoot the damn thing. <laughs> now, yeah. my question on that um, movie is: yeah. late in the movie, we learn that Bishop is a robot. Yeah. Okay. Now, if he is that good that he could fool all those humans all the time, why did they send humans out there?
0: They could have just sent and robots. They right. could have sent it. A- it's always been the fulcrum. Or the, the, the barometer of alien. Of some, it's always something stupid. Yeah, and They always do something really like, okay, this is a disease. Bring it on board. Yeah, yeah. Bring it on board. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's parallels to
0: today. Like in the movie Prometheus. We're on a new planet. Let's get out of the ship and start touching everything. Yeah. Wonderful. Even the, the best thing about that movie is they have those balls that... Map out the areas. They can't even wait for it to be completely mapped before mapped out before they just go in there and start touching everything. And
1: yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, that's that that that's true. Now yeah. let's see the other one. Um, oh, um, while while we were up, we were talking about uh, Ray Harryhausen and stop motion stuff. Um, <laughs> kind of the Godfather. Sin, the yeah, Sinbad. If you uh, ever saw that one, you know that's late 1950s. My parents sent my sister and I to that movie. Um, while they were over at my grandpa's house and i don't think i slept for 3 days without a light on the cyclops in that movie was it's weird, yeah. just so horrifying
0: i just and watched it recently it was on sanguli yeah. oh sure Spangooli. yeah sanguli he does yeah. he'll
1: he'll do those
0: yeah i watched it a long time ago and it's funny how it's not really I see at the time as a kid, you're like, that is something new. In yeah. This. Skeletons that can yeah, skele-
1: The 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 skeletons in Jason and the Argonauts. Uh, and, you know, now remember, you know, he's. He's doing those things one. where you got twenty-four frames a second or something yeah. like that. So you're doing just one little thing. Um, you got to pay attention to the temperature of the lights. You know, this, I don't know how anybody could have it's, done that.
0: It's still doing the stop motion. Yeah. You know, the whole walls and, and Gromit uh, I was going to say, I Nick think Park. that
1: when they got around to Jurassic Park, was that that was the first time that um, CG for monsters. Got used yeah. a lot. They still did some uh, animatronics, realistic, authentic, real, uh, yeah. Authentic, but also yep. some animatronics. But it yeah. was it was a big division in the industry then. So look at all these fabulous things we lived through, and we didn't know it at the time. <laughs> no, it's
0: <laughs> it's and it's refreshing. That, you know, you go back and watch movies as a kid, and you go back. and Why was well, I terrified of that? You know, or yeah, what? Is, was, and you watch uh, it now, as you, you do see it through a different. Lens. Oh, I'm
1: I'm I'm still terrified by The Exorcist as as a Catholic. Uh, kid, that's documentary. That's <laughs> that's not fiction. There's there's no question. I that- do
0: love it when Mag von Sydow eventually shows up because it's almost like the beginning of the third act. Yeah, you well, can just tell it, it now. It's very serious. You know, but all in yeah.
1: that, yeah, boy. If you want to talk about acting, and you say, "What would you like to be able to do as an actor?" I would like to be able to do the kind of things that he does in that opening scene, where he's, uh, you know, they're out there digging, and then he's got that little, um, what do you want, a talisman, yeah. thing, that, yeah. that he's looking at, and his face as he's looking at this, he goes from, you know, sort of curiosity to terror to almost panic, grabs the medicine. Pounds down some medicine. Looks at it some more. He, he's never said a word during that, but he's told you everything you need to know going forward. That this is serious. Serious. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and that's you know really great acting. If you can do that, I would love to be able to do that kind of thing. But he you know, he's marvelous. Actually. Yeah, he is. Um, you know the, the the great
0: actors are. Um, and you're not just saying that because you share the same name. Uh, no, no. <laughs> um, I uh, actually actually I had to
1: change my name a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm there's five generations of Maxes in my family. Really, and we all have different middle names except for my son, who's Max Nicholas. Now, for some reason or another, the post office and everybody ganged up on us when he moved out of the house and changed his address. All of my mail followed him, <laughs> <laughs> and I said would you at least pay the bills yeah
0: yeah if they're going to you right yeah
1: uh they come through and it was just and so i had to change everything to use my full name (laughs) to help try and get that thing it took me a year to get that straightened out you go to the post office and they would say well we can't discern between you know this name and that and i say, how many john smiths are there how can you get all the John Smith right right and you yeah. can't get
0: this right yeah <laughs> um, but I do like it because it's it's not it's it's a little bit unique you know you have two first names and, yeah it got got two two first yeah. names and,
1: uh, but yeah it, it it wasn't anything of oh, let me think of something that would make me really cool and I'll get myself a special name. <laughs> like <laughs> a stage name, just, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just my full name that, that I had to change every account that I have uh, in, <laughs> into that <laughs> name. So, um, yes.
0: Uh, our, our <laughs> the next thing I'd like to talk about is um, you you were in um, Cole Myers' movie ballad of well i
1: I still haven't had my scene in there yet you haven't done your scene yet no i haven't done my scene yet he's he's spreading that that thing out but i was very excited about that because that's technically you know my my next sort of step in i want to make a movie that's actually being made for the purposes of distribution. Right, and and he's a previous
0: guest, Cole Meyer. So if you want to stop and go back and listen, and he talked about the movie. Um, I'm actually I don't know. Well, my part's been filmed. I was an extra. Yeah, I was the the golf caddy. Yeah, so I'm um, I'm the. I'm waiting for you. I'm excited to see you. The
1: pastor. Um, oh, really at, at the and, and I haven't even seen the script where I am but you said you wanted to of course I want to do that everybody I know is everybody we know is in yeah movie. Let's do it right. yeah, I'm let's, in it yeah well, I
0: don't know if I'm in it yet but I you know. well
1: uh somebody put uh the IMDb thing up there and said I'm associated with the movie so
0: okay so that's
1: good yeah yeah we got so, it on <laughs> got it on got it on record so they haven't done and, your scene yet no I haven't done my scene yet and I um well
0: that's what happened with the, the whole yeah pad. well that's what's yeah.
1: happening with everybody is you're just doing things little bits of time but yeah technically that would meet my i, I want to be in a film that is being made for distribution because the student films they're a great place to learn acting get because, your bearings because yeah. you, you you act um but nobody sees them because they're just like a term paper you know they're they're turned in and they yeah. rarely even put them on youtube it's hard to get um even uh things for your film clip uh, from
0: Right, uh, it's hard to like if you those, look those for them people, all. Yeah, the
1: yeah, the great promise work for free, and we'll give you. This will be great for. But it, you know, it really is because it's a, a it's a chance to act, and you know that's all I'm. I think it's it,
0: right if somebody is completely wants to get doesn't know how to start. Look up film. Stu- there's always a film student filming something. Oh you yeah, can find, the, yeah, the
1: you know the announcements are are out there and. Um, I take every audition that I can get for, for, uh, anything. And it just, um, probably the same way I got here, people are going to see you. You know, you think yeah. that you know. I always say I travel under this cloak of invisibility, and my superpower is invisibility. But, but people actually do see you, and you know they may not use you for this one, but they'll remember you for for the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I've the the thing that COVID really interrupted for me is that my most useful personal contacts come from personal uh stuff people that you yeah. meet people that you you work with yes yeah uh, and and not from social media um i just you know social media is a just a different kind of exposure <laughs> and,
0: uh, and especially nowadays when everybody's auditioning through you know zooms or skypes and it's it's different yeah You're sending in your tapes it's it's a different animal than what it used to be even 10 oh, years ago um, uh,
1: yes uh even just a few years ago, because. One of the professors at the U who teaches the television series one, you know, just has, you're auditioning in front of eight or ten um, producers. Um, and, you know, they give you little sides yeah. to read. And I, you know, I love doing those things. I, I like trying to do a cold read. Um, it's something where you can get some kind of reaction
0: from someone. Yeah. It's
1: so much, it, it, it's still a little bit disconcerting to try and do the self taped auditions. It's still
0: kind of, I think, kind of awkward, no matter who you are. It's yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's it's especially awkward when they just send you something; they don't tell you anything about the character.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go. What do you mean
1: go? I don't know. Yeah. What is? Just go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What is? What is? What does that mean? But you know, again, uh, like the dedication, we're all just trying to figure out how can we. Keep going with, with something. Yeah. And I, I think in in my case, it'll actually be the kind of thing that creates more opportunities for me. Because at, at this age, I don't want to move out to L.A. <laughs>
0: Not right now. Not
1: right now. Um, and uh, uh, But movies are going to get divided up into just little chunks that are going to be produced here and there, and they're going to use locals.
0: And just to back up your... I- I don't want to, I know oh. two people who intentionally came, moved from LA to here because it's blossoming here, filming. Right. And then LA, it's more of a front, it's more of a, it, it's an industry there, but yeah. here people are very bas- passionate about making the movie, where I think yeah, they're people know, more like heard, want to be.
1: I've heard yeah. people describe our movie industry here as a hobby industry, and they mean it in kind of a derogatory way, and I don't that that's fair at all because i think an awful lot oh, of great go, yeah. art is made by people that it's their hobby they, i
0: think if you go back and listen to my catalog you, all our guests they're, yeah. it's not a hobby it's no. it's
1: it's not a hobby it's you know it maybe isn't you can't get a first run theater thing but people are working at it and they're trying and they're and they're getting better i auditioned for a movie um, where they said this is going to be completely shot in Minnesota we're going to use Minnesota actors and that everybody is going to effectively be quarantined while they're shooting so you won't have to do 2 weeks beforehand when you come in but you're going to be there for all the time that your shooting goes and then you, you know you can't go okay. uh, and so and they've they were you know this is a movie about some kind of a fishing tail and they've rented a um, in minnesota what uh, yeah well they've uh, but just, what they've rented yeah. is a fishing cabin place you know and those places are virtually out of business right now they're hurting uh, yeah they're yeah. Hurting bad. so you know yeah you couldn't rent one of those typically in the summer but you sure can now You're right um you know and i'd say yeah. the same thing for for probably um stage type theater uh, things that
0: it's uh, hard because you can't bring it. It's the the audience and yeah. when you do stage, you you it's the the, the reaction audience, the and interaction the, feed, the feed off the energy.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, uh, feeding off that. Yeah, and that's that's something that um, I have taken classes with stage actors and um, they're really kind of different animals from film actors too. It's yeah. a different, very, uh, very different discipline, very, very different m- mindset that goes into it because you don't get to flub your lines. <laughs> no, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I, we mentioned that you're 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 in Hamlet, which is a right. stage play. That's that's thick, and you can't mumble. You mm-hmm. know.
1: No, yeah. um, but we're you know we're shooting it in little chunks, and they're trying to package it in a way for the, it's called like Hamlet 2020 or Hamlet in the time of COVID or or something. So it's not going to be a st- Stage play. I, I like
0: it. You're breaking up the rules because you're not supposed to do that. But yeah. uh, what the heck? Break the rules. Break, break the rules. What but, are you, who are you going to get mad at is dad? <laughs> uh,
1: well, but what we are using, though, is the original script. So we're not yeah. doing modern script. We're doing okay. the... Okay. That's,
0: that's a massive taboo there. Oh, yeah. 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 Um,
1: you know, people people do it. Um, and I'm not quite certain how this thing is, is going to... Turn out it's a very Hamlet is a very ambitious project no matter when you're doing it. It is a very long play. And um, it was like you know, six. with a whole lot of characters. Um the last one that I saw all the way through was the nineteen ninety-six one by Kenneth roger or whatever. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Who produced? Braun, it. yeah, Bra- braun, I think is how he pronounces yep. it, but got a whole lot of extra <laughs> vowels in there. And you know that thing is absolutely exquisite, but it's a four-hour production.
0: Could you imagine being? I mean, when it was actually you know during the Globe Theater, yeah. and you were too poor to have a seat, and you just stood in the mud for four hours and <laughs> for,
1: for four hours and, and being watched cramped it and,
0: in like people, yeah.
1: Well, and you know anyone who's who's doing hamlet um there's a lot of he's got a lot of words in that
0: <laughs> i think of, it's one of the most heavily dialogued oh yeah his
1: yeah. and uh, of, of all the shakespearean plays that i'm familiar with you know he is uh, yeah yeah that's a character and a nuanced character too so he's not just like you know a ringing gong or something
0: um no uh, i think that's it i think Hamlet saying "to be or not to be." That's that's it, man. That's it for everybody. Are you gonna do it or not? You are gonna do it or not? Yeah. You are gonna go out there or are you not gonna do it? I mean, that's that's the line for everybody. That's
1: it, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is the line for uh, for for this time of life. Uh, you know yeah. this this area. Yeah, yeah. Do it or not do it, but do something. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard not to be paralyzed by the fear, uh,
0: which that, is why he says it to a skull, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, you, yeah I think it is. Right. I think that there's, you could write a thesis paper just on those lines, to be or not to be, and you'll come up with just, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah you know, uh, a, a whole lot of stuff, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, certainly one of the advantages of, of being older in this is that, you know, you have lived through a whole lot of history and never seen anything like this before. And I hope we don't have to see it for much longer.
0: <laughs> the pandemic. <laughs> the yes. pandi-
1: Well, the pandemic, our political. Um, yes. Uh, system, um, you know the the bad thing, um, you know about social media is the way it amplifies voices, uh, on, in a, in an uncensored fashion. Yeah. Uh, you know everything just gets projected, know, projected, and way out of control. Now, you know, once in a while if you have something good about you going viral, you say, "Oh, that's pretty cool, but you know it <laughs> it's pretty rare."
0: I have to self-govern myself because I think people can get addicted being on social media there. I mean, you, I well, mean, I, I I will say then, that
1: in the in the fashion thing, you, yeah, you you, you kind of have kind of become a slave to it because you need to be constantly network your you know, contact feeding, with... yeah, feeding that thing with the right stuff so that the right people will we'll see you. It was, um, when I went, when Liz finally started her agency, you know, that was a requirement of anybody she was signing on as a model that you're going to maintain a Instagram account. And, um, it's now in, in, in my case as an, as an older guy, attracting an Instagram following is, yeah, that's a young person's media. And, I've taken several courses, uh, you know, little seminary things, how to build that Instagram following. And I've I've come to the, the horrible sexist um, conclusion that that the most successful Instagram strategy is to be a young woman. And <laughs> work to push to put a picture out there. Now I'll give you an example. My wife is just about to turn sixty-five. Now she's a very attractive sixty-five-year-old woman. About six months ago, she went on Instagram for the for the first time and And she has like, she's a fiberista, so she takes the hair off a sheep and turns it into things, okay, fiber fiber, stuff like that. So most of her posts are related to her fiber activities, and she has just a couple of her. She had a thousand followers, (laughs) just like that. I've been working at it for two years, years, nothing, and you know nothing. So you know there is some some truth to that. That you know it is it is a a visual medium. But it's something that, that you, um, you, you know, if you're signing, that's what you're signing up for. And unfortunately, yeah. you're also signing up for, um, you know, the slime that, that comes along with it. And in her case, she had no idea there were so many generals in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that wanted to be, <laughs> to be <laughs> what? <laughs> wanted to be friend right. you know
1: um, so um, yeah you know those those two things come together you Yeah. Know, when people complain about it it's like well this is this is what an open microphone is um, you know an awful lot of stuff that uh, you wish wasn't there
0: well I have to say Max it was wonderful talking to you man
1: well, I really enjoyed it. I, this are, is
0: a lot of fun. I think yeah. you and I have a lot of similarities. You know, we, we take a while to get our bearings going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> late bloomer. Late bloomer. Yeah, right?
1: oh, man. Oh, man. yeah. In my <laughs> case, <laughs> hope there's some. You're pool. waiting for the petals to fall in. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. No. That's great. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, of course, uh, Max, uh, Max Eric Limberger. You, you've heard the show before. It's not over till the guest says it's over.
1: It's over. I love it. It's not over.